everybody. This is your host, Huge Pop, from Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. I am honored tonight to be interviewing XIW, one-third one third of the unprofessionals, two-time AIWF world champion, Justin H2 Overstreet. How you doing tonight, guy? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you uh, asking me to be a part of this. Awesome. And I uh, have two friends with me, the Wildcat and PWG Johnny Cast. Guys, feel, um, feel free to shoot in on when you uh, feel the opening. But the real reason why we're here is uh, two, a year ago, I brought out, I stumbled upon XIW Extreme Impact Wrestling in Panama City Beach. I'm a wrestling fan, and I had to get a bit of wrestling in me so I can get my fix. And so XIW on, on tomorrow night presents Pain Has a Price 6, live Saturday, February 4, 2023. In Panama City Beach at 225 Shalimar St. Street. Um, we're going to see have an opportunity to meet Cody Diener, Cody Diener of Impact. We're going to see the championship, AIW championship um, match between uh, Jackson Slade and Damian Wayne. And fun fact, Damian Wayne has never lost a title rematch. So maybe uh, hey, Adrian Whistler. Can, can, can I drop another fun fact? Yeah, sure. Uh, Damian Wayne is the one who took the AIWF World Heavyweight Champion from me the second time about four or five years ago. That is a fun fact. Thanks for that fun fact, man. Oh yeah. So the the rest of they've got a, we got a new tag team um, coming in there. We have Malik Avalon. We have Cassandra Golden. Um, the Russell Twins will be there doing their AIW. I think their first uh, a, uh, XIW um, appearance. So that's we're, that's it's gonna be a fun event. So I'm super excited about that. So XIW Extreme Impact Wrestling is a phenomenal promotion, ran by none other than, um, well he thinks he runs the show, Adrian Whisper. So maybe he'll shop, maybe he'll pop in here. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think we all have our opinions on that guy, um, Johnny. If you ever meet the guy, I play. It's a lot of crap, but he's a good guy. But I give him crap all every every event. So, so Justin, how did you get started in pro wrestling, man? Oh man, I mean, you want to know when I fell in love with it or how I got into it? Well, both. How did you fall in love with it, and what? How did you get into it? Well, I mean, I fell in love with it um, when Sting took the uh, world heavyweight title from Ric Flair at the Great American Bash. I I, I remember Sting in the uh, blue tights, the red, white, and blue tights. Okay, yeah. And, you know, I was probably three, four years old when I saw it. And that was pretty much everything. I started it. I eventually – I thought I was watching Comic Book Heroes Live, you know. And that's, okay. that, that's, that was the, the moment that was like, hey, this is awesome. I'm, I'm in this. Nice, nice. So how long have you been into wrestling? Oh man, this September will be my 14th year. 14th year. I know, Johnny, you've been in here how long? About a year, right? Uh, this is my second year. See, there's proof. 14 years. I think Wildcat, you've been in it, what, a year now? Year and five months. Awesome. See, we're amongst some good stuff, good talent. So, in your 14 years, Justin, how many titles have you, um, have you held? Oh, man. Oh, God. I mean, ones that I would say the big ones that mattered 
was, um, you know, the AIWF one. But, you know, just, uh, I guess, more recently, you know, I was half of the XIW Tag Team Champions. Um, I know Zane Stevens and myself have won tag team titles all over the Southeast. And, uh, God, man, I'd say just spitball at least seven to ten singles titles. Nice, nice. You guys got anything for this for um, Overstreet? Anybody? I don't yeah. Want to steal the show, did so. you did you uh, ever get a chance to hold a world heavyweight title? Yes. Like I said, I've won the uh, AIWF title twice. Oh, okay. That's cool. Where did you do all your Where did you do your training at, man? Uh, I started in, hey, I'm trying to just get it on Bluetooth, but I started in uh, Dothan, Alabama. Believe it or not, uh, I started with a small company out of Dothan, and Zane Stevens saw me training, and he pretty much told me, hey, you don't have to pay me. I like, you know, you're, you, I like how talented you look. I feel like I can help you do better. And, you know, he pretty much took me under his wing for the next I don't know, man. Like, we, we, he trained me for a year, and then we pretty much started traveling together after the fact. Okay. Nice. How far? Where's the farthest you've traveled to wrestle? Sorry, <laughs> having issues. But what was that question? What was the farthest you've traveled? To oh man, I um, there was once uh, winter where my wife and I and a couple other guys drove from Panama City, Florida to milwaukee wisconsin like three weekends in a row Wow! so that was easily i don't know man you know it's supposed to be like a 22 hour trip that could have that turned into 24 to 26 hours nice all right uh, johnny over here johnny cass he uh, lives up that way don't you live up, up in the northern states and uh i'm begging him to come down to florida travel down and get some stuff down here so oh yeah definitely i live up here in northeast iowa and I've actually uh, wrestled a couple of times over in Milwaukee. Uh, do you remember the promotion you wrestled for by chance? It was called WWA World Wrestling All-Stars, I want to say. Um, I'm not too sure if they even run anymore, but I know it was at like it was a big Martin Luther King Center that probably could have sat about 5,000 to 8,000 people. Um, but indie wrestling, they drew maybe 200, 300. Gotcha. That's cool. Um so where did you train and who trained you? Well, like I said, Zane Stevens. Okay. Yeah, Zane Stevens technically trained me. Okay. He, you know, he, he started my real, my, my training, but I was also, uh, and have been mentored by Ray Lloyd, uh, other known as Glacier in WCW. Right, he's, yeah. he's been, he's been very close with me for like the last man, 10 years now. Um, right. he's the, pretty much the first guy I run to for advice. If you know, Hey, I, I, I need to have a match like this. I need to study a guy who can do that. You know, what do you, and he do he, you know, the character he played doesn't give him the respect that he deserves as far as like, dude is a wrestling encyclopedia. Like you can, you can say, Hey, I need to know of a guy through who can throw a good punch who was in a one year storyline based out of California. He'd probably know it. Nice, nice. So, what he would you say is your biggest influence um, in your career then? I would say the first 10 years, yes. Um, I can honestly say the last 
Oh, man, I would say the last year now. Uh, Cody Diener has also been a very big influence. Nice. And we'll be we'll get a chance to see him tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited about that. I get to um, personally meet him. So I'm super stoked about that. Uh, and I thank the Wildcat for setting that up. That's pretty cool. You guys, are you going to that? Uh, you going to the seminar tomorrow then? Oh yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I'm. I never miss a chance to go to a seminar, man. Like I, there's a, there's a little like uh, stigmata on the indie scene when it comes to uh, seminars. A lot of the old bitter veterans will tell you, oh, you don't need to go waste your money. They're just trying to get your money. But I can honestly tell you, I've attended in, in, in nearly 14 years. I've probably attended over 50 seminars, and I can probably say I, I've learned something out of every single one of them. So like my mentality is if you can teach me one thing I didn't know, it was worth whatever the price tag was. Nice, nice. nice. And I asked this question to all of you guys. So how so I know now by the sound for what you said. So tell the fans how important A the seminars are to you guys and how important are the the merch tables and meet and greet to meet the fans that come out to see you guys. How important are, are those people and those things to you? Oh, major. Um, to me, like the seminars are, are, are because it's like e any work life. If you're a chef, if you are retail, you never stop learning and there's always somebody out there better. So when it comes to seminars, like if somebody can teach you one new thing, you, you, you did the job. If like, but it's also usually when you, when you go to a seminar from a person who's been on TV, who knows what they're looking for, he can tell you or she can tell you, hey, you know, you're doing this wrong. If you want to get seen by the TV people, this is what you need to be doing. And then, of course, you know, when it comes to independent wrestling, there's no money as far as your actual pay. The money as far as making a living is 100 percent into merchandise. It's 100 percent into meet and greets, like anything that you can do to stay alive as far as profitable it is. It's all in the meet and greets and the, and the merch tables. So that's a pretty important then for you guys. It's a, it's, it's, it's a major because usually, you know, yeah, if you somewhat built a name, you can usually get a fee plus your trans, you know, your gas. If you go a yeah. far distance, you might get your hotel. But a lot of guys in their first two to four years, just depending on how good they look or how well they are in the ring, a lot of them pay to wrestle. And it, it's all it's, it's just an investment. It's like being on the stock market. You know, you, you put money in and you hope you get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I know you mentioned, you know, I know you mentioned Sting and, you know, he's my favorite. He's what got me into back into wrestling. I love Sting. So mm -hmm. who would you say is your favorite wrestlers growing up? Oh yeah, definitely. Like Sting, like, you know, my, my top three would, would have been Sting, Bret Hart and the Undertaker. Okay. Anybody else have a question for him for Mr. Overstreet? Yeah. Have you uh, ever had a chance for a tryout on TV or wrestle the dark match in WWE or one of the other promotions? Um, so I never had a the tryout for somewhat of WWE was actually at a company called WWN. Uh, we were doing tryouts in front of uh, Gabe Saplowski and William Regal. Um, that was probably it was Orlando WrestleMania season. So I think it was 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, after that, I took some time off, and then I came back in 2020. And most recently, uh, we've, I've been doing some extra work behind the scenes with Impact, just helping you know, pay dues, build the ring, build the stage, doing what I can. And we got to uh, work out in front of the 
uh, Impact roster. That was uh, January the 14th at, in Atlanta. Nice, nice, nice. I seen you be. I seen you taking trips down to the Impact Wrestling and um, talking about it on your, on your Facebook. So, oh yeah, everybody, everybody that wants to see um, Justin, look at his Facebook. He's uh, Justin Overstreet. Pretty simple. Um, he's not afraid to share his wrestling profession on there. So um, that's a good way to that's good, good oh, way yeah. to know get to know him. Man, I met you. Shoot, at probably February twenty twenty two. You guys were up. You and um. Is that okay if I say that other guy's name? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're in Cameron, you know, you Cameron, you're a professional. <laughs> and um, you guys got screwed. And it is what it is. I met you. You were there the next two weeks, two months later. You guys got hosed again by uh, none other than Adrian Whisper and whatever. Yeah. And then it, it, it was a continuous thing, you know, and, um, so my question is, other up in, we're going to stop in December because I've seen you again in December. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, the the event before that, I think Adrian Whisper kicked you guys out of the arena, and then you, then I think you showed up. I yep. think that's how that went, and uh, you made yeah. your presence known. Is but is there any other promotions that you work with? Um, is it is that a thing that the indie people do is work with other promotions, or is it strictly do you guys commit yourself to one? Oh, I mean, it's a little both. So as an independent wrestler, you're technically what we call an independent contractor. You know, it, it's pay for play. Uh, I'll go work for anybody willing to negotiate a price with me. And when we negotiate a price and it seems fair to both parties, we'll go. Um, so I, I've worked for, well, 2022, I've worked for Revolt out in Foley, Alabama. I worked for Elite. Um, they're based out of Gulf Breeze, Florida, which, you know, that February the 12th is their next show. Um, and then, 17th. uh, yep, February 17th and Gulf Breeze. 17th. Oh, is it 17th? Breeze, okay, yeah. yeah, that's it. 17th. Um, I know recently I've started doing some stadium shows for adrenaline wrestling, so I, I got to perform in Raymond James Stadium and nice. um, Camping World Stadium. And then I know at the uh, April 25th, we're going to be in Daily Place. Okay, so I mean, it, it's really you know, I, I'll tell you, there's that's a big step. What promotion oh, is yeah. that? That's called Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. They're based out of Maryland. Um, it's ran by James Ellsworth. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's pretty much pay for play. I mean, there's probably 50, 60, 70,000 different wrestling promotions in the United States alone, and it, it comes down to whoever is willing to pay you that think you can do something for them, and that's it. Awesome, man. I got about three more questions. I know you got time, sure. and I, I respect that. Then I'm going to get into the – what I call stirring the pot. I did that pretty well last night. I did that pretty well last night. I got some great reactions. <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, just, we call it, I call myself huge pop, but I, I need to think maybe that I might change my name to the poster. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, outside of wrestling, what are your favorite things to do? Are you a college football fan? I see you are, man. Oh, I'm yeah. a, if you can see behind me, go blue. That's the number one team ah. in the nation. They got screwed my this year, yep. but. My, my wife's a Michigan fan. There you go. See? So what do you do outside of wrestling? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, when football season is around, college football, we watch it. I play fantasy football. Um, obviously working out, you know, um, I, one thing I, I've recently got into was co- uh, coaching softball for my daughter. Yes. Um, 
I, I attempt to help all three of my daughters, but I got two teenagers that know it all. So, you know, you know how that goes. But my, my eight year old, she's embraced me as, you know, well, dad's played baseball before, so he can obviously help me. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I do I do softball coaching twice, like two seasons a year. Nice, nice. So what are some goals for Justin Overstreet going forward? You know, honestly, man, like I want to inspire others. That's my big one. I, I try to keep my page wrestling only and positive mindset only. Um, the big thing, uh, you know, like I've always told people, just just any type of success is what I want. So as long as my kids are, are financially taken care of, they're happy, uh, the house is taken care of, you know, that's really the big goal. But if, the, the big thing is also obviously our in wrestling, we, we want to have a contract. We, we, we want to be signed to a TV company and you know, that, that, that's still the dream until I'm, I'm done wrestling. Nice. So here's a question you said until you're done wrestling, do you see five, 10, 15, 20 years? Oh man. See, I made the promise to my wife because you know, I walked away from in the end of 2017 and I came back in uh, 2020 um, and I told her, I was like, listen, if, if I don't have my foot in the door by the time I'm 35, I'll be done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, I hate to say it this way. I'm not going to be a vegetable while my kids are growing up unless something's coming out of it. And then lo and behold, you know, I, being able to work and, and see behind the scenes of impact wrestling, I, I kind of feel like I've got the foot in the door and now it's just up to me to kick it down, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah. I I love seeing that you, you go down the impact. I, I you know, you know, you know Cody Deaner, so that's a good thing. And um, and he's played hundred percent. Yeah, hundred hundred. I would say hundred percent of it is Cody Deaner. Like he yeah. he's put his name on the line for a couple of us, and you know we we don't want to, you know, make him regret it. So that's gonna right. just make us work harder. Yeah. So I got. I'm gonna open the door. Um, John, do you have anything more for him that you want to ask him? Because I got a. I'm going to finish it up with some really uh, intense stuff. So, Yeah. Um, so I know that Bully recently came back to Impact for uh, a few months. And before he actually did that, I, I got the opportunity to attend a seminar of his mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Frankie DeFalco up in Milwaukee, which was a really great seminar. He's very knowledgeable. And the one thing that I love about Bully Ray is that he tells you everything straight up, doesn't sugarcoat anything. Like mm -hmm. if you fuck up on something, he'll pretty much tell you that, Hey, this is what you're doing wrong. You need to work on this. And he's not afraid to hurt feelings. Is he like that? Uh, I'm not sure if you know, but if, is he like, like that also to the other guys at impact? See, I don't know if he's like that to the other guys because you know, it's, very close doors. And, you know, when you do the extra work, you don't really hang out with the talent too much. I mean, you do get to see them passing by, shake their hands, introduce yourself, you know, some conversation, but uh, I guess the best thing I can say is about him. I mean, he's not as bad as they try to say he is, but he's definitely, I think it's misunderstood the most. He, he's a old school, like stern, no sugarcoating individual and in, in today's generation that's considered offensive and yeah. that, that's just the way i see it like I, I was never offended by anything he said did anything i just took it as you know hey you know more than me so yes sir exactly and that's one of the things that i respected most about bully especially listening to busted open 
on a daily basis as well. And I thanked yeah. him for actually being a host on Busted Open because I feel like, you know, for me, uh, uh, especially, you know, only being in the business for about going on my second year now, um, yeah. I'm still learning everything, even when I'm not in the ring and I'm listening to Busted Open. You know what I mean? No, dude, I can tell you straight up. 14 years you want to find the stern when you want to find the offensive one because they're the ones that's going to tell you the truth uh out of like out of out of 10 people nine and a half of them are going to lie to you just so they can get your money or get you to leave you'll leave them alone so i yeah that's what i say you know find the person who has just the brutal truth because that's the only way you will learn right wildcat you got anything for justin yeah i do um all right, Justin. Uh, you, we pretty much know what's next for Justin at XIW. Mm. You got to make a transition. You're going from tag team competition to singles competition. How hard of a transition is that going to be for a 14-year veteran to do? I mean, if I'm going to be optimistic, which I usually am, it's not going to be hard at all because, you know, for the longest – out of 14 years, 12 and a half of them I did singles – and in those 12 and a half, you know, I was able to win the AIWF World Heavyweight Champion ch- Championship twice. Yep. So, you know, yep. I, I've done tryouts as a singles guy. I've, 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 I've done more singles than tag. So, you know, it, it's like riding a bike. You know, you never, you never forget. You fall down a couple of times, but you never forget. That's good. That's good. Gonna, um, go ahead, Scott. I'm going to be a fanboy right now just because that's – who I am that you'll see that tomorrow. Dude, hey, we're all fanboy somewhere. <laughs> you're gonna bring some um eight by ten so I can get an autograph from you so I can put it on my wall back there for my guests. You know what? I think I actually have some left over. I'm gonna be looking um in my uh, in, in my shed where I put a lot of my stuff, but I know if I don't have them, I know come April I, I I'm making it a point to have some new merchandise come out. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'll text you tomorrow to make to see if you have any. Then uh, so I don't bug you tomorrow night. That works. <laughs> and I need one from you, Wildcat. I still need one one from you, Johnny. So a little bit of fanboy here, a little bit of heat spot fanboy. And sorry about that. So I'll let you pick one out tomorrow. All right, so there you go. Here's here. here this is what we can. This is what I came here for. Um, too bad uh, Adrian Whisper's not here. Um. So. I see on your Facebook, based on the events of December, chaos in the cage. It says you uh, made a phone call, and they and XIW is going to hype up security. Can you tell me a little bit about that phone call. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was pretty point bright. You know, they asked me, you know, are, are you going to be good? Are you, you know, just, just the standard corporate thing. You know, are you are you going to be good? Can y'all? you know, be around the same locker room. I mean, obviously, obvious answer is no. You know, like, it's, how many people? Well, of course, but here's my big thing. How, how many, like, tell me out of all you three right here, how many of you have ever devoted a lot of your time and a lot of your effort to helping someone? You know, how many of you, you girlfriends, boyfriends, best friends, how many of you ever just devoted and tried to make something the best because you saw the best in someone and then, all of a sudden the betrayal happened, you know, money, money was more powerful than the friendship. Oh yeah. See, there's a hand raised right there. You know, so, so that's the point. So it's like, how do you expect me as a man to, uh, you know, devote 
my heart and my my time and my passion to making someone a better person only for them to go and see green and greed at the same time you know yeah but the thing is don't don't expect me just to sit down and take it you know that's the thing absolutely and um johnny what the the scenario is justin and um he's been tagging with uh this boy named cameron and uh he's been carrying the unprofessionals for the whole year of 2022 (laughs) this guy right here when the tags are made he's there when the hard hitting mr overstreet's there when it comes to getting the brunt of the beating, Mr. Overstreet's there. When it comes to everything else, Cameron is, hi, you know. And then, then in December, in Chaos in the Cage, Cameron fell to the money. Adrian Whisper handed uh, Cameron a set of brass knuckles, popped uh, J- Mr. Overstreet in the back in the back, and walked away with a roll of cash. Then when you go, when I try to reach out to Cameron to get him on the show, unfortunate, well, no, probably fortunate for him, but unfortunate for everybody else. He uh, showed his true colors and chicken shit out of the ear and just didn't, didn't respond to nobody. So yeah. that's the bottom line of what happened. Is Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm not one to to take away. I mean, it takes it takes two to make a tag team successful, and we we were pretty successful. So you know, give the devil his due on, on that. But well, you know, I understand. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel you. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, but the thing is, like, th- this is where we're gonna find out. You know, where where was the power? You know, where where was the the, the lead train there? You know, and I and I get it. Money's good. You know, I'm sure his bills are paid right now. Good for him. Maybe that'll take some stress off his life. I don't know. I don't know what he goes through every day anymore. But, you know, the thing is, like, it's not going to stop there in December. That, that's not where it ends. You don't get to write that story and, and tell me where the book ends, especially whenever you, you know, attack me from behind. Because, shoot, you might you might get some words going, but you're going to limp away. You're going to remember you were in the ring with me. So do I hear you say this, Justin, that I believe tomorrow night, um, Cameron has a match with uh, Cody Diener. Um, I have a feeling you're going to make your presence known somehow, some way. Am I right? And I can't confirm nor deny, but let's just say it was a wise choice for them to pay to have extra security there because, you know, I don't know. I haven't signed no contract that says I can't touch him. And, you know, I saw that's all there is to it. Like, you know, you, you just don't, you're not going to get away with it first off. And, you know, if Adrian, if this is going to be a nice little tandem, he can get some too. You know, I, we've dealt with him for the last year. I don't mind to keep dealing with him. Wildcat, you have anything to say? I'm, Man, I'm ready for Saturday. I'm ready for Saturday. <laughs> um, oh, me too. Is it Saturday yet? that's what Uh, i'm talking about i'm waiting and see that's the thing too i got something to say real quick about the about all this as well and that's one of the things that um that i've actually had to learn as well through especially through the training process because this also goes for trainees as well you know getting their feet um in the wrestling pool um always you have to always expect, and I'm sure all you, uh, you, know, you other two guys can agree with me on this as well. You have to expect to make friends 
as well as enemies, and you have to be okay with it. You can't pick and choose who who they're going to be because sometimes they end up turning out to be snakes in the grass waiting for their turn to their time to uh, hit you from from behind. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, say, I'm not surprised it happened. I'm just surprised it took him so long. I'm wondering what 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 was the drag was. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, Justin, I, I respect your time. It's um, been 30 minutes. Uh, I'm going to close the show. I'm going to give. I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm going to give you the mic. Um, you have any messages for any certain people? XIW. Um, anybody that you'd like to say to them tonight um, before we see you tomorrow? Well, I mean, like I said, I'm going to keep it short and to the point. You know, I'm about to get off here. I'm about to go be dad for the night. Got a movie night with my kids. You know, going to make it the best I can for the next two, what, three hours. But, you know, come tomorrow, I'm, I'm not dad anymore. You know, like who 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 I will be tomorrow is – Someone my kids don't need to see. That's why they're not going to be there. So let's, let's just hope there is enough security there. Just keep it like that. So I'm in a second row. Am I safe? No. No. I mean, <laughs> thanks. No, I appreciate depends it. on how far depends on how far he runs. Depends <laughs> on how loud he screams. I'm proud of. I, I, okay, so you know, and I I wouldn't normally do this, but I do. I close with a song. I close with a little sound bite. Um, and then I'm going to meet you guys back in the lobby real quick. So don't go anywhere. But I have to get, I'm going to play this one thing for you. And I hope this gets your blood boiling because I want to see Justin H2 Overstreet get what he wants to get and be pumped up for it. I know you're going to be. I don't have to say that. I don't want to take away from your family time, but I'm going to play this and we're gone. I'll meet you back in the lobby. All right. All right. All my dogs, make some noise up in this house. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is not gone. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is not gone. Like with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with the devil. Because when he didn't with you, you cannot get on this level. Fight with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with a king. It's like a fight with an army, they got the tanks and everything. He's leaving bruises and stitches. Have a good night, my guys, from the HP Podcast. What's going on? How'd that feel? That sounds like a middle-aged man trying to capture his youth, and it sounds like he has a bad porn name that didn't wasn't successful. <laughs> Love it. I'll see you. Know, I'll see. I can I gotta go. I'll see you in the lobby. Don't go nowhere. All right. See you guys tomorrow night.